It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. Normally at this time of year, we just do no episodes, but this year we're going to plow through and get a couple of episodes during this holiday time for you because that's what you want. And I'm VA, and I'm just here today with Tim. Hi. Hi, Tim. And Tim and I have spent like a half an hour talking about the uh, Buccaneers, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and if, if you're wondering where Jeff is, he is on vacation and he is he has just turned 35. So, you know, he needs to recover from the drive and turning 35. Um, he's old now. Right, Tim? I mean, yeah, he is. I can say that being younger. Hell yeah, he is. Oh, Tim, you are <laughs> the youngest of all of us. Just why uh, I pinch I, your I, cheeks and say, oh, Tim, you're just a little baby. I won't do that. <laughs> I will cling to 31 like it's my job. Oh, and I'm going to cling to um, 31 plus X. um yeah so anyway uh (laughs) yeah so we are here ostensibly to talk about the bruins and i said as i was pulling my laptop upstairs to my office uh, i said to my husband i said yeah i think i'm about ready to eulogize them holy crap oh yeah wow Three games this week, possible six points, and they somehow or another pulled three points out of it. Not by winning. Not by winning. (laughs) Never by winning. They're just... They're just a fan of, like, losing in overtime. Like, that's really what it is. They love getting to overtime and then being like, all right, we did our job, we got a point. Oh, it's, it's brutal. It's so brutal. And I think, I mean, talking about games, the first the first game that they lost in overtime this week to the Kings, that was, uh, oh, that was not great because the Kings, as you guys may know, are also not great at all. No. So uh, losing four three in overtime, uh, that game was frustrating. This. Uh, the Kings had no business winning this game. Um, despite everyone saying how great Jonathan Quick was, he wasn't. The Bruins just like didn't capitalize on opportunities. The amount of rebounds that he gave up was insane, and they just couldn't jump on him. And then Corrali missing the wide open net. Oh, God. Like, the wide open net was just like I couldn't believe it. I was just like, oh, oh. So like that's kind of how the team's kind of uh snake bitten a little bit on in terms of scoring. Uh because that was that was brutal. That was it was wide open. It was a wide open net. No one was there at all. And missed it. And that was too bad. Because that could have that would have made the game not go to overtime. Absolutely. These guys, they're shooting more. That's that's good, yep. you know. But 
why are they shooting so poorly? I don't know. It seems it seems like they still try to get too cute with it at times. They're not they're I, they're yeah they're getting more shots off, but they also seem to still make the extra pass a lot that they don't need to, or uh, make the wrong pass even in like certain situations where you're like, why would you pass it to that person and not that person? Oh yeah. There was definitely some of that last night. Yeah. It's and and someone who's been kind of bad in with that recently, um, kind of all month really has been Marshan. He's been kind of like, for whatever reason, he's just not finding the right guy. Um, and it's, it's kind of hurt them a little bit. And, um, I don't think he scored a goal in like years. Say years <laughs> but like, it's, it, I don't think he's, I mean, I could be wrong, but it, I don't know that he scored this month. Nope. November 27th is Marshan's last goal. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not good. So, I mean, that's kind of part of the problem. He's just, for whatever reason, he seems a little bit off and, Yesterday, some of the goals that were given up were not great. But yeah, the Kings was bad. They they <clears throat> they were bad. They the Kings are bad, and the fact that they couldn't beat the Kings was just awful. And there was actually a really, I think it was the game tying goal was really bad. Wasn't that like from long range? I could be wrong, but I thought it was like. Um, the game tying. Let me see. Let me see. I'm going to look at the little thing if it'll show it to me. Um, I do want to say that the most consistent player on the top line right now is Bergeron. Yep. Which, you know, it's, it's fantastic that he's come back and he's been really strong. A little bit weak on the face-off dot, but otherwise... Okay, I'm looking at this goal. I guess not. I guess I'm mistaken. Oh, it was from the blue line. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It, it was a blue liner. So I, I, he should be able to see that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wasn't tracking the puck well at all. Um, it didn't seem like Tuca in that game. And <clears throat> of course, all the Tuca people came out in bunches because that's what they do when Tuca loses a game. Mm. And it's just unfortunate. Uh, that that happened. It was not great. And as you said, Bergeron's been the team's best, the top line's best player recently. I mean, he's got... Three goals this week. Yeah, he's got three goals this week, and he's got points in four or five games. And five of seven, if you want to go all the way back. Actually, seven of nine, if you go all the way back. So, like, he's... He's been really well, playing well since he came back from injury. He looks like him, himself, and your boys to voice scored against. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, he's got, I think he's already eclipsed his point total from last year, he, or tied. He has eclipsed it. He had 10 points last season. He's got 11 now. So, so that's great. And, I mean, that's the problem. Against the Kings, they got secondary scoring. Heinen scored on the power play, and um, Carlo scored, 
and then you had the Bergeron goal as well. Like they should have won that game. That's a game you have to hold on to, and they just didn't. Yeah, I unfortunately I think that was um, that was more on Tuca. I mean, the, the of course the rest of the team needs to be able to defend a little bit better, and they need to fucking score. <laughs> you just you need to do it. You need to be able to hit the broadside of a barn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, that's part of the game. <laughs> Yeah. So that was bad enough. Now, they actually played against a contender on Thursday night. So, yes, on Thursday, the Islanders came into town. And the Islanders are good, very defensively sound, uh, built a lot more like that. You know, it breaks my heart to see Johnny Johnny Boychuk rip a Johnny Rocket here against us. Oh, and he was so pumped about it, too. Like, oh, that that was heartbreaking. And he got an assist on the second goal, too. And I was just like, come on. And, oh, it was it was a <clears throat> what could have been game because, of course, Matthew Barzal gets the uh, second goal just to piss everyone off um, because that's what happens. Yeah. That's like, that's what happens now. Um, again, this game was a lot about the Bruins not – I mean, the first – the first period had seven total shots. So neither team was generating shots. No, but that, I mean, that, that goes to the nature of uh, both those teams. I think, uh, I think so too. Um, there's a lot so, of up and down the ice and not a lot of shot taking at all. Yeah. And that, that gets to the passing and things like that. Uh, Varlamov made a couple of really good saves, which annoys the fuck out of me. Cause he's still a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't deserve to be in the NHL, but that's neither here nor there. Right, right, right. I mean, people will say like, "Oh, he was, uh, you know, he was a." Uh, she dropped the charges. Well, she dropped the charges because she was bullied into dropping the charges. Yeah, you that doesn't mean, I mean anything. She was basically said, "If you continue on with these, um, I'm going to make sure that you get pushed out of this country." And she ended up leaving the country anyway. Not a fan of Varl of Varlamov. Nope. Not at all. I, I think he is a crappy person. He's a good goalie. He's a crappy person. I don't I don't really like him. So there. Yes, I am with you on that. So that's yeah, that was that was shitty that that game ended like that and that one actually went to a shootout, so of course they were uh destined to lose because uh, the Bruins don't win shootouts. They're 0-5 this year. So, And funny enough, the only person to score for the Bruins in the shootout was David Pasternak. Who hates them. Yeah. It, it's very, very frustrating. Because on the one hand, you're like, we should be able to win a shootout. We have some talented scorers. But then again, they're not scoring in 5-on-5. Five five, yeah. Which I'm not saying that's easier, but it's what they do. Right? It's a skills competition thing. It's not a, a usual thing that they do cool. all the time. So it's like, um, I don't want to be built for the shootout. I want to be built to be winning in five and five in regulation. That's what I want. And if we can't win in regulation, I want to win in three and three. And I hate the shootout. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, I would rather see five more minutes of three on three, honestly. Yes. Um, but. I just, uh, like, we get to the shootout, and you can already say this is a loss. And it's very frustrating. 
Yeah, it really is. Like, you know you're not going to walk away with that extra point. <clears throat> and that's too bad. It's it's too bad at this point. And this game, again, this this game was all secondary scoring. Uh, Bjork had the first goal. Krug had the second on the power play. Um, so it was secondary scoring for the most part all the way. It's just they couldn't get anyone else to score, which is a great new trick. <laughs> and by great new trick, you mean terrible. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I want to point out one thing at this point, okay? Well, okay, I think that was the night that we found out that Nolachari had a hat trick down in Florida. Yes. And yes, that's right. Nolachari scored more goals than you did that night. Noted scorer Nolachari with his first hat trick. I mean, I'm super proud of him. I'm like very happy that he's found a, a place that, that seems to be working really well with him uh, for him right now. So stoked for him. And uh, of course, he got another hat trick before yesterday. Uh, in back-to-back games, he had two hat tricks. So really, basically, he scored three quarters as many goals as you have in the last week, Bruins. Noel Achari, yeah. noted offensive powerhouse with back-to-back hat tricks. It turns out he was on the second line with Trochek and um, Huberto, I think it was. So that seems to be working out for him. Yeah, you know, noted second liner, Nolachari. Yeah. So, no, I, I'm very happy for him. Like I said, that's great. But I just wanted to point out that uh, the Bruins barely scored more goals than he did this week. And that's not great. No, it's not. Let's talk about last night's game. I happened to be oh boy. at the game. Oh, that's oh, right. You got posters. I did. I did. I was so excited. Okay, first of all, I said to Ben on, on Twitter, and he never responded to me, so I didn't know how he was going to go. I, I said, you should wear your Corrali Winter Classic jersey. Then we could be twinsies. Yes, in our chat, I it came out as Twinkies. It's not what I meant. Twinsies is what I meant. So... Um, so I show up at the at the place that we usually go to Porter's and and he's wearing his Winter Classic uh, Corrali jersey. I'm like, excellent. We are nice. twins. Uh, first of all, I was like not sure I was going to absolutely wear it because he hadn't said anything to me. So I pulled out my uh, my Carlo and my Corrali and I said, Glenn, which one should I wear? And he goes, well, I, I think you should. He's like, wait a minute. You have a Corrali jersey? I'm like, um, Yeah. I mean, I've worn it so many times, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah I have a Corrali Winter Classic jersey. You know that, right? And I'm like, I got it when you got your Marshand one. He's like, oh, okay. So uh, I'm like, well, which one? He's like, um, I- I'd go with the Winter Classic one. He's like, it it looks fancier. He- and he's like, and you'll look better in it if you try to beat up that guy who annoys you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because sometimes there's this guy that sits behind Ben in his section that is just loud and obnoxious. Um, but he hasn't been there in a long time, so nothing happened. Everybody was pretty okay. Um, of course, you know, we were all unhappy with the results of that game. 
But anyway, yes. So I get into the um into the arena, and uh, first of all, they gave out a a another poster. Uh, part of it is the um, the old Kraut line of Milt Schmidt, Woody Dumart, and uh, I think it's Bobby Bauer. Yep. Yep. So they had the picture of them, and then they had a in their jerseys with the B on them. Then they had a picture of our top line in their B jerseys. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's a nice little promotional poster. I'll have to uh, take a picture of it and send it out. So we got that when we first walked in. And so Ben turns it over. He's like, okay. And then we get upstairs and they're like uh, handing out the the traditional, you know, game flyers. So, I mean, so you can, I mean, posters so you can take a look at the players and blah, blah, blah on the other side. And the minute I saw it, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Sean Crowley. That's my boy. And so she gives me, and she's like, you want some more? And she gives me a handful. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> so I'm like bouncing all in the concourse. And, and Ben's laughing at me because I'm like, oh my God, this is the best present! Uh, it was meant to be. I was supposed to be there. And I was wearing the right jersey and I got that. And then I eventually sat down and tweeted it out. And the tweet was liked by Sean Corelli's mother. <laughs> oh, Nice and one of his teachers from high school uh because he he went to high school when he was playing with the indiana ice out in um in indianapolis and he graduated from a high school out there one of his teachers retweeted and liked it as well nice um yeah so that was that was a really fun thing i had something similar happen to me with um connor clifton i had during the stanley cup run I wrote an article for uh, B&G about Connor Clifton, and his dad liked the article. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> so that was cool. Apparently his dad uh, reads uh, B&G. Oh, okay. That's nice. Um, so that's kind of neat. <laughs> yes, very neat. Um, he, uh, yeah, so I was, uh, I was very excited. So then we're there in time for warm-ups. It's been a long time since I've been there in time to see warm-ups. I love watching warm-ups. And there... There is my boy on the other team in all of his dreaminess with no helmet on so I could just see how gorgeous he is. How did he hurt me so badly last night? Oh. oh like badly. It's like he stabbed me in the heart and then he stabbed me in the heart again. Oh, it was so awful. But anyway. But, but also like a lot gave him the sword. <laughs> I know. I, I got a text from Glenn. Um, let me see. Let me see if I can paraphrase this. No, I'm not going to paraphrase. It. I'm going to read you the exact tweet. He goes, um, he goes, your boy hates us or Yarrow does. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> I know. I know. So I was just sitting there and I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. So, you know, I revel in his beauty during the the warmups, but that's it. I'm not I'm not rooting for him. Yes, there were a couple times where it was like it was Corelli and and Yossi down in the corner, and I'm like, I want to be part of that sandwich. I like that sandwich. Um, but you know, for the most part, you know, I'm just like, no, no, no. I want you guys to lose. Predators lose. Um. So anyway, yeah. So. The Bruins had trouble p- 
passing the puck, receiving the puck, keeping the puck away from the predators in just about every zone. So that was fun. At least Boston went uh, led in the first with shots on goal. And they yes. had over 10. So that was good. I think it was like 11 to 6 or something like that. So, you know, that was encouraging because, like, there have been games where they've had, like, five, four. In that ads game, they had four shots on goal. That was very frustrating for the first period. But, you know, the first period, nothing really happened. No score. And then, of course, you know, <laughs> I I got to tell you, I, I did love that par Lindholm goal because that was a spectacular bunch of things that happened. Um. Yeah, uh, he. I don't. So, Paul Lindholm, when he scores goals, he makes sure he throws himself into the net as well, just for good measure. He really throws his body into it. <laughs> like he just really wanted that goal badly. <laughs> it was fantastic because it was just like all three of those fourth liners got. The got points on that goal. I mean, obviously, he scored the goal. The others got assists, but it it was like he was in the net and the puck was in the net, and you know there was a little bit of chaos. I'm pretty sure that you could have at least one or two other Preds who had assists on that goal. It was just kind of crazy. Yeah, it was it was nuts, but it was nice to see. It was cool that he came in and he scored. Right. Right, right. I really had my doubts about that line because I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I don't have a problem with Lindholm, you know? I don't either. I think he's probably a solid fourth liner. That's fine. You know, um, Crowley, what the fuck is going on with you, buddy? I, I don't know. And then Brett Ritchie, we, we've all decided that we're not really up on that yeah. anymore. That that experience, I mean, he got, a, he, got this, he got the primary assist on the Lindholm goal, which is funny. But, like, he's... Uh, yeah, he needs to go. And, like, ugh, I hate to be that guy because I know the situation in terms of, like, uh, salary cap and all that. Ugh, we need to add some, like, scoring somehow, somewhere, some mm -hmm. way. Um, because uh, this isn't working. And, everyone's like, and everyone seems to be clamoring for Ilya Kovalchuk. And I mean, while it would cost little to nothing, and I mean that's cool. Like it wouldn't cost very much, and maybe he gives you something. Relying on a washed-up thirty-six-year-old winger, for the most part, to fix your scoring probably isn't a good idea. First of all, when you get a report from somebody like Craig Buttons that says that um, he can't skate, he can't score, he's pretty much washed up, not a good sign. I also know that, you know, every time that I say, hey, I don't think that guy's a good idea, but I don't, I'm not really sure they tend to get somebody and they tend to be okay. But apparently Boston kicked the tires on this this week and um, they're not interested. So you can clamor all you want. He ain't coming here. No, he's not walking through that door. You know, I agree. They need something. They definitely need something on that top right wing or not top right uh, second line right wing yeah because that forces everyone else out of position that's really what it is right right you know because 
I hate to tell you this, Heinen's not cutting it there either. No. And the Bjork Coil Heinen line is actually really good. Right. A really good third line. Like that's what you should have your third line be. You should we should we need to find someone for that right wing on the second line uh to play with Krejci and DeBrusque. And then you have the Bjork Coil Heinen and then you have uh, Crowley, Wagner, Nordstrom, fourth line. I think that's you're good. You're good if you do that. Well, I wish that uh, that fourth line could have some differences, but whatever. At this point, it's a fourth I mean, line. Yeah. How much am I going to worry about it? I I just feel like, you know, there was something really magical about Crowley and uh, Achari. And whoever they had on their left side, I guess it was Wagner for the most part last year, right? Right. There was something that was really nice about that. I mean, Wagner got his all-time career high in goals. Of course, Achari and Crowley had been with Schaller, who also had a career high in goals the year before, right? So yep. it, it was just one of those things where it's like, I, I miss Achari. Man, oh man, I miss Achari. Yeah, I get that. I, I mean... I think he made that, that line go a little bit more than anybody thought they did. So, but I mean, it's like, again, like I said, it's the fourth line. How much are we going to talk about this when the problems are the second and third line? Because uh, Charlie, Charlie Coyle, where's the scoring? Where is it? I don't know where yeah. it is. Yeah. So, look, you know what? We'll get into that a little bit more. Um, let's just wrap up this game. So, Roman Yossi put the first dagger in my heart in the second period. Um, normally, I would be very happy to see him score. Not not last night. So, just so you know where my allegiances are. Not last night. Did not want to see that. But then, you know, um, of course, we had Patrice Bergeron before the end of the period on the power play. He... uh Took back the lead, we'll say. Yay, Patrice. Yes, our most consistent player. In the third period, it started going to hell, but, well, no, it was bad enough. Um, So Forsberg scores. Yossi again. Okay, let's talk about that Yossi goal. Oh, my God. Okay, Um, I, you know what? Remember a couple of weeks ago when I was telling you about the um, the Railers game that we went to and the goalie decided to come out and play the puck? Mm-hmm. And it ended poorly for him. Um, he whiffed on the puck and uh, the, you know, it, it was a shorthanded effort too. So the opposing team got the puck and went and scored in the empty net, of course. Guess what happened last night? <laughs> oh, yeah. Halak, buddy. He thought he was going to beat... Apparently, he thought he was going to beat Roman Yossi to the puck. That uh, didn't happen. No, no. I mean, technically, he did beat him to the puck. He just didn't do anything with it. I mean, there's true. There's that. Um, And uh, it was... it was The thing that, like, boggles my mind is if Tuca did that, like, Bruins Twitter would have had a meltdown. Like, even more so than they did. If that's Tuka Rask. Isn't 
Halak's supposed to be the guy who handles the puck a lot better outside of the crease. Yeah. I mean, I've seen many instances of him not doing that. Oh, yeah. He seems he seems less sure-handed with the stick, with the puck outside the crease, than uh, people give him credit for. Uh, you know, early on in the game, he went behind the net, and I went, no adventures this game, Halak. No, no. We don't need that this game, right? He wasn't even doing anything bad. I just was like, no adventures this game, please. Nope, nope. He did. He chose his own adventure. And he chose the wrong one. Because Roman Yossi just basically was like, oh, okay, yep, I can have the puck. And then he just like does like he does a twirl around and gets the puck in the net. And it's like, yep, I guess we deserve that. And that was two goals in less than a minute, I believe, too. So I think it was thirty-five seconds. Let me double check that. Yep. Um, let's see. Yep, thirty-five seconds. Yeah, that's not what you want. That's less than ideal. Nope, nope, nope. And then it took about ten ten plus minutes for uh Bree to get us back tied. Uh just before the end of the period. And let me tell you, it wasn't a given that the Bruins were going to do anything with the one minute and five seconds left. I really thought, oh, God, we're going to screw this up. We're going to screw this up. Usually I'm not that pessimistic, but the the team did not give me very much. Now, let me just say, after that Halak goal, or Halak uh, assisting on that goal, because it it is actually uh, Roman Yossi unassisted, uh, but he was secretly assisted by Halak. Yeah. On that goal, after that, Ben didn't want to talk i was like didn't we see this the other week he's like he just shook his head like oh my god he was so he was so pissed off and i don't blame him because it's like it's got to be hard as a season ticket holder to watch these games when the bruins just don't fucking do anything yeah yeah that's got to be tough yeah so it got to overtime and i really thought you know, we'd progress pretty well in the overtime. Of course, um, you know, one of the problems that the, that that game had last night was that uh, there were calls that should have happened. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to complain about that a lot. Um, but apparently there were a couple of calls that were just like hooking. I saw like three or four instances of hooking and that was not a penalty last night. So, uh, and apparently Arvidsson basically um low blocking uh tory krug to the point where he tripped over him flat on the ice that wasn't a penalty either it was very frustrating to see that in overtime they were just gonna let the boys play and i'm just like i would be fine if that were what you were being if you were being very consistent with that but you were not consistent with that all night you were calling the softest of penalties and and then you were not calling things that were actual penalties it also didn't help that the uh ref decided to join the rush on the last goal <laughs> because being just refing the game wasn't enough he had to be part of it oh god so annoying so annoying and then um <laughs> at one point uh, ben said to me oh um what about that i'm like no hooking's not a penalty tonight 
I think every game they, the refs come up with a penalty that they want to call that night. And this is not one of them. He's like, oh, I can't wait for spearing day then. <laughs> <laughs> is that on the uh, on the calendar? Is that when those, you know, international spearing day kind of things? Um, I should go look at my calendar at home, my pucks and puffs calendar and see if that's on there. I can't wait for that day. <laughs> I, I just imagine them having a wheel and they spin the wheel every before every game. And whatever it lands on, it's like, all right, boys, we're not calling this today. <laughs> I think you got it. I think you've got it. <laughs> the wheel of penalties. And we're not calling this one today. All right. That makes sense because hooking was not a penalty yesterday. It was done freely and nobody gave a shit. Okay. So, yeah, Ryan Ellis, um, 405 in overtime. It looked like they were going to make it through overtime, but nope, he ended it. And I guess, you know what? I'm glad that it didn't get to the shootout because I just didn't want to see that. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Before the Bruins tied it up, a lot of people left that game. They were just like, I'm done. I'm, I I know where this is going. And they weren't wrong, but they did miss the tying goal and four plus I mean, yeah. overtime. That's it's sad that that's what it comes down to, but like that's the what their ninth overtime loss. Like holy shit, come on! Yeah, they don't do very well in overtime lately. Like, like uh, this this team, it's weird because they're playing like shit, but they're still somehow on a four game point streak because of these overtime losses, which is ridiculous to say. But like, what is going on? Like, they need to score more. <clears throat> they, they need to get more production from certain guys. Um, and I think if they had, like, especially with Coil, I think if they had a an actual uh, ta- uh, second line right wing and they didn't have to keep moving Coil between uh, right wing and center, that his production would be more would be more. I think he would be able to get more consistency when you're constantly blending lines and stuff like that and constantly playing different positions. It's hard to, it's hard to kind of gain any momentum offensively. Like you don't know who's going to be on your line with you from day to day. It's hard to get that consistency. And I think that that's something that the Bruins need is I think they need consistency to kind of help this team. Um, And I think they need to find a right wing so that, you can have that third line of uh, of Bjork, Coyle, and Heinen, and give him give him a line mates. And I think when when you see that happen, I think you'll see tides start to change. Because what, what did we see in the playoffs last year when Coyle started getting on fire? He was consistent, consistently playing with Heinen and Johansson. Right. Once he got some consistency, he was insanely good, and I think that's what he needs. Rather than this whole blender of, well, we don't know what we're going to do today. I mean, it seems like <clears throat> that Cassidy has his own wheel that he's spinning. And we're like, these are the lines today. Here we go. Oh, five minutes from now. All right, let's spin the wheel again. Let's see what the lines are going to be in three minutes. Like, I get it. You're trying to find something that works. But at the same time, it seems like he's overthinking it sometimes. Also, I've seen people say fire Cassidy. Fuck off. No, 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 no. That's, gosh, no. That's not going to fix anything. So fuck off with that. You know what? I think what's really important right now is that people realize 
that the Bruins started off like gangbusters this year. They mm-hmm. showed no no sign of the hangover. The cup final hangover. They did not show any signs of that. And then naturally, because they started out so strongly, you know, they've slowed down over time. But I think right now what we're going through is a blip. It's a long blip. Uh, for sure, it seems a lot longer than it probably is, but it's it's a long blip. Uh, last year, we saw them go into a little of a slump before Christmas and a little bit of a slump after Christmas. And you know what corrected everything? The new year. Uh, because basically, you know, they played that Winter Classic game. And although they are not playing it this season, that Winter Classic game, just they were awake and ready for that and... You know, they might have gone down by two goals early in that game, but man, did they come back. Um, And then they were on fire after that. So I think that the Bruins need to take this break that's coming up. Uh, Unfortunately, they have one game between now and that break. They need to to take the break. Go spend some time with family and loved ones. Get your head, you know, over the whole Christmas thing. Come back refreshed and ready to go because this is when the season is going to start, you know, especially after the new year. Because remember last year, St. Louis was out of the playoffs, well of the playoffs. They were terrible. And they came back um, after just uh, January 1st and then they they made it to the final. So what I'm saying is there's still a lot of hockey left. The Bruins can still correct things. Yep, we know that they need to to work on some positions and get some people in there and figure this out. But it's not over. It's just a terrible period they've been going through. And I'm hoping that they're going to just get back on track right after the holidays. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's fair. And <clears throat> the, the the next game coming up is against uh, Washington, which, you know, may not be fun. Uh, I think we've already seen that Tuka is going to be in net, and that Char is going to be out. He's having a procedure on his jaw uh, related to what happened in the Stanley Cup final, and that's something that was uh, already pre-scheduled, so they already knew he was going to be out for this game. Right. Um, so that's not a big deal. Yeah, it definitely does. And I mean, McAvoy's McAvoy's. Uh, we know that McAvoy's goal scoring isn't there right now, but defensively, he's been playing really well. Um, He's been getting a ton of minutes too. He's he's really taken over uh, Chara for like top minutes. I think he played twenty five minutes last night. I think he's he's been consistently close to that mark um, over the past few games. So um, it's good to see that he's coming into his own defensively uh, because that's kind of what you want. You want you think I mean you would like the offensive production to be there, and I think it eventually will be. Um, but I think that him focusing on his uh, defensive game right now isn't a bad thing. Okay. I mean, I am frustrated that he isn't scoring. But I I know a lot of people who are, you know, frustrated like that. And maybe maybe it's one of those things that when he does get the scoring touch, it then it's here to stay. Who knows? True. Yeah, he played in 25 minutes against... 25 and some change against Nashville... Over 27 minutes against the Islanders. Yeah. And, um, against the Kings, 26-17. So, yeah, he's consistently getting those uh, uh, first, that number one defenseman, those type minutes. 
uh, which is, I mean, what you want at this point from him. Right. Right. Well, that's good. Just want his other part of his game to come out. That's all. Yeah, and I, I, I honestly think it will. I mean, I think, I think that it'll come along. I mean, he he has twelve assists on the year. I think he'll. I think the scoring will be up. I think. I still think he could end up with you know, close to forty points this year. Are you sure we can't trade for Roman Yossi? <laughs> I mean, we probably can't. No, no, we can't. That no. Um, I heard that the salary cap could be as high as like eighty four, eighty five million next year, which oh, wow. would be great. Um, but there's no way we could afford Roman Yossi. I just, just saying it because I saw him yesterday and I was like, man, I want that. I want that kind of defenseman, and I I wouldn't mind seeing that like every game too myself. But you know, all right. Well, we know what the Bruins have to do. It'll be. I'm curious to see what they're going to do after they come back from the break. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I think that <clears throat> they've played a lot of games in a short amount of time here in December. We all knew December was going to be a tough month in terms of uh, the amount of games. So I think that I think that this could be good. I'm honestly I'm looking for forward to a three day break from hockey. It's been a tough month. It has one, you know. All right, so let's take a look ahead because I don't think there's very much in the way of news this week, other than your breaking news of Chara having a procedure on his jaw. Oh yeah, Cassidy came out and said that today. That's good. All right, so the week ahead, our schedule looks like this. Tomorrow night on Monday, the Bruins are facing the Washington Capitals at the TD Garden at 7 p.m. It is the final matchup between these two teams this season, and I'm actually kind of looking forward to not having to face them again. So it looks like Tuka is going to be in net tomorrow night, which is fine because I want no more Halak adventures for a little bit anyway. So then the 24th, 25th, and 26th is... It is the the break, the mandated Christmas break, and the Bruins are back at it in Buffalo on the Friday the twenty seventh at seven p.m. Part of a home and home, but not back to back, a home and home in which they will also play Buffalo again on Sunday the twenty ninth at seven p.m. at the TD Garden. So that that's interesting because that will be the third the second and third matchups of these two teams um almost almost all of their like main rivalries in the division have been wrapped up at this point almost oh wow yeah yeah you know i think toronto and the habs they play one more game against each of them like in march and april or something maybe march and february yeah yeah so it's like it's kind of sad that those things are wrapped up, but I'm glad to be done with the caps. Ugh. Oh, me too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, God willing, um, like the Bruins make a long playoff run and it doesn't involve the caps there as well. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. I mean, somebody took out the caps last year. Who took out the caps last year? Uh, the Canes. Oh, that's right. And then we beat them in four. Yes. 
Man, I'm still mad about that prediction. I was just off. Just yeah, off said, by one game. I think I said six, just because I didn't want to, like, jinx it. And I was like, no, nah, they're a good team. It'll be it'll be six games, and then it wasn't six games at all. No, I said five. I should have said four, but there we go. Um, I was feeling confident, but not that confident that they could do it in four. Um, yeah, so. All right. That is our show. I guess I'm going to read out our stuff that I don't have written down. So this will be fun. I think I've got it written down somewhere. I do better when I read this stuff. <laughs> because otherwise, like, I don't remember how to say words. Um, I mean, that's that's fair. I'm the same way. Yep. Oh, no, that's not it. It's been a while, I guess, since we haven't had Jeff do this. I had it written down somewhere. Oh, no, I'm going to have to wing it. Oh, here we go. I got it. 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 Okay. Listeners, you've been listening to a brand new episode of Barely on Topic. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell your friends about us. You can find our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can contact us at Barely on Topic Podcast on Facebook or at Barely and Topic on Twitter. If you're brave enough, you can contact us at our individual Twitter handles. I will do Jeff's at Dr. Hand Grenade, spelled A-I-D at the end. Yep. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am, oh my God, Sean Carley was the poster boy last night, dot com. Also known as VA from RI. Right. I can never even say it anymore. I always get the VA and the RI mixed up, which is hilarious because I I know what my name is. Duh. <laughs> Tim, take us out. Word.